Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. This is a show where I teach you everything I know about creating your life with purpose, health, and soul. And I believe that we do that through holistic self-expression. If you're ready to finally step into your own personal power and create the life you want, you've come to the right place. Get ready to dive into personal development through science, spirituality, leading-edge health findings, and learning through ancient and modern wisdom, and other people just like you. Because what I hope you'll find is that it's about us all. Thank you for joining me on my journey, and I'm leaving you with an invite to stay curious. You are already a master in your life. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. But the question is, what are you mastering? So to take it a step back, mastery is practicing something every single day. So a lot of people think that mastery is just being a master and you're just good at whatever you're accomplishing to be good at. And that is, you have to be good to be a master. But mastery is consistent practice. Notice that even the masters and whatever you're looking at, if it's sports, sports, if it's spirituality, if it's business, if it's parenting, the people that are masters still practice every single day, every moment that they can. They're practicing because they have a desire and they have it, it aligns with their, their goals and their vision and their um, core values, right? So you are already a master. So am I. So is everybody else that you know. Everyone that exists is a master already. But the question is, what are you mastering in? Because I know for me, for a long, long time, I was a master at procrastination. I was a master at being a victim. I was a master at excuses. I was a master at negativity or... Um, susceptibility to fear, right? I was a master at not getting things done. Now, I know a lot of people that are masters at all the same things. Negativity being one. Negativity is an overarching umbrella, right? Whether that looks like you're always speaking negative things and complaining or you're always thinking, thinking negative things and you feel depressed or anxious, right? You could be a master at anxiety. You could be a master at depression, What I want you to really take in here is this deeper message that everything that we do in life is a habit. Like every single thing that we do in life is a habit. And whether or not we got that from our parents or from their parents or from their parents or from experiences that we've had in life that changed our belief systems, we have habits. And, you know, what a habit is, is a subconscious behavior. It's it's, we're doing things that we don't think about. And so the example that I like to give a lot is like learning to drive a car, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you have a license or you have driven, right? So when you're learning to drive a car, you're 15 and a half, at least that in, in, in my state, I could be 15 and a half and get my permit. You're 15 and a half. You're learning to drive the car. At first you get in and you have to consciously Think about every single thing you're doing. Are you looking in the mirror? Is your seatbelt fastened? Are you in the right gear? Is your seat right? Or, you know, you're looking at all of these things. You're moving really slow. You're driving. You don't want to have the radio on because you want to concentrate and make sure you're not going to kill everyone around. 
And so eventually then, instead of having to think about what pedal your, your foot is on, acceleration or brake, eventually it just, it just becomes subconscious. Like you can be driving, you can be talking on the phone, eating something, playing the radio, singing, whatever the thing is, you can drive and do other things. Now, I am not saying that doing other things is effective and safe, but really, who of us hasn't eaten and driven? And I guarantee, I don't guarantee, but for me, I was not doing that when I started to learn how to drive, right? I was concentrating on driving until that actually became subconscious. And so now, when we get in the car, we don't think about much. We just do it from muscle memory. And that's what's happening in our lives, is everything that we do is a habit, And so if you have a um, trait of negativity and you find it really hard to stay positive, that's just a habit. Like, let's just take all the weight off, right? Anxiety is just a habit. Depression is just a habit. Happiness is just a habit. And so if we stop defining who we are based off of our emotional experience, we'll see that we've just created these habits. Because I bet if you're somebody who is anxious, depressed, um, stressed out, negative, you weren't that way when you were a little kid, even like a little baby, right? And so somehow we learned these, these personality traits and we mastered these personality traits by practice, practicing them over and over and over again on a daily, maybe momentarily basis. And so this podcast is just going to be about uh, a couple of things. I want to talk about the brain and how it works. And I want to talk about something called deep practice. And I really want to give you guys the possibility that you can change your life and create your life to be the personality and be the person and embody and master the qualities that you want to have in your life. The person that you want to be, your being, can be different. I don't care how old you are or young you are. And so let's talk science for a little bit. I have a lot of um, a lot of my episodes coming out now are interviews and we're talking we're diving into like spirituality and we're diving into all these things but like this is just going to be science. Um, I think it helps really ground things. And so where my mind always goes to, <clears throat> if somebody is um, finding themselves to have a habit of procrastination, is that well that's just a habit. What does that mean? Is that our brain just fires and then we just act in a way that we're not aware of most of the time. And so if we think about the brain, um, now, caveat here. I am not a neuroscientist. I am not a brain surgeon. I am not even a doctor. But I've done a lot of studies and this is what I found in my experience to help me and people that I help and people that I've talked to that change their lives. And so I have a lot of personal evidence around this. And I study from doctors, right? Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza or Dr. Bruce Lipton, right? They've written great books on this exact thing. So check them out. Um, And that's actually where I got a lot of this information, let alone just like hearing it repeated from different people, like different, very successful, um, happy from what I can tell people. And so think about our brain. And I'm going to use terms that I'm pretty sure you guys can, can vibe with me on and can understand. The brain is made of, fuck, I don't know millions of neurons, right? Maybe more. We have all of these neurons. And if you've taken like sixth grade, you're going to know what a neuron is. Um, And then within the neurons, we have connections between our neurons. 
And so we get in the car and the way that our neurons fire, we just subconsciously know how to turn the key without thinking about it. We can be in mid conversation, just turn the key of the car. So we have the neurons, we have the connected neurons. We also have these things. Actually, I'm going to wait on that. So what I want to speak into is something called the myelin sheath. And the myelin sheath wraps around each of, I believe the axons, I think that's right, um, wraps around the axons of, of the nerve. And so the axon is where the message spreads, right? We have like um, the dendrites, which are on one end of the uh, nerve. We have the axon, which is like the hallway. And then we have the nerve, oh, what is it called? The synapse. So if we imagine a nerve, it kind of looks like a tree on both ends. One of the sides is bigger. The synapses is what connects to other neurons. Actually, I think both sides might connect. I'm not really sure. But our focus here is on the middle. Um, now the axon, this middle hallway piece that connects the two ends, this is where our signals fire. And so if we have, actually around the axon is something called a myelin sheath. And so the myelin sheath, to the best of my understanding, is a very fatty sheet. And what the fattiness does around the actual neuron, around the wire, right? It encapsulates the wire and, and insulates this wire. And so the signal can move faster or slower depending on how much myelin sheath is there. Um, it's really cool. Myelin sheath actually does a wrapping motion as we practice around certain neurons. And so when we have neurons for negativity, anxiety, depression, happiness, abundance, anything, and those things are subconscious, most of the time that's going to mean that that myelin sheath is very, very thick and is firing very, very well, very quickly, right? And then we can have other neurons where the myelin sheath is a little bit weaker. Um, maybe it's deteriorated. Maybe it's not being nourished. Like, let's not forget health and what we put in our body is huge to our brain health. Just had to stick that in there really quick. Um, so if we understand that the thicker the myelin sheath, the quicker the signal. And the quicker the signal, the more that something's going to be embodied in us. And what I mean when I say embodies is it's just going to be subconscious. We don't have to think about it most of the time. Or if we do think about it, it's really easy to consciously bring ourselves back to do what we actually want to do. And so when we are masters in a life that we don't want to master, when we're masters in habits that we don't want to master, like procrastination, that just means that we've wrapped the fuck out of those neurons right? Meaning the actions that we take when we're in a certain emotional state or the actions that we don't take when we're, we're in a certain situation. And so um, when we can realize that all of these things are as a habit, we can choose to change them. And what that means, I should say, the quickest way to change our habits, our personality, our mastery, right? The quickest way to change that, in my experience and in the experience of people that I've talked to, is this thing called deep practice. And so I read a book a while ago called The Talent Code. Um, I think the author is Daniel Coyle. Excuse me if I'm wrong on that. And the ta I actually, it was an audible book. I listened to it. But it was really interesting. And they talked about all these different athletes and musicians that learned at this rapid rate, like, 
uh, a month's work of practice in 10 minutes when they did the studies of this girl playing the violin. I think it was the study. It was incredible. And they looked at inc like sport incubators. Um, there was a one soccer incubator, meaning just like a place where young soccer professionals go to practice. And certain incubators produced all of these like heroes, like soccer heroes, and certain incubators didn't. And so the guy was looking at the difference between these, these incubators, these businesses that, that transform these people into who they want to be. And what they found is that the people who did incredibly, astonishingly well did this thing, and consciously or not, I don't know, called deep practice. And so I'm going to explain that a little bit. Um, when we think, uh, so I used to play the keyboard. Um, I used to read music a really long time ago. I didn't read music when I played the keyboard. I just played from melody and memory and intuition and my ears. Right. And I learned these songs and I was pretty good for like the little bit that I practiced. And I was subconsciously doing this back then somehow. I don't know why I started it, but I was wondering why I could learn the songs but then I tried to teach them and other people wouldn't learn them as quick or like would get frustrated. And when I played, let's say I wanted to learn, um, there was this Rihanna song I wanted to learn. It was really good. I can't remember the name of it. And I wanted to learn the piano piece. It was beautiful. And so I would start to play. And if I screwed up, I would start over. Rather than go through the whole song and stumble through the whole song, the minute I saw myself make a mistake, I restarted. And so that's like the biggest thing in deep practice is that when we see ourselves making a mistake, we restart in that moment, right? And so if we're thinking about something emotionally, like say that we don't want to um, communicate in a certain way that might be bitchy or cold um, or negative, we don't want to communicate. Like I, let's say I don't want to fight with my partner about blank. Now, when we're talking about emotions and we're talking about the way that we show up in our experience, sometimes we will not catch ourselves the minute we make a mistake because it is so subconscious. But the key, the key is to when you realize that you are acting in a way that is incongruent with the person that you want to be, is to in that moment, not waiting until later, in that moment, change it. In that moment, come back and apologize. In that moment, restate whatever the fuck it is that you said in a way that you didn't want to speak. In the moment. And when we do this in the moment, what that actually does in our brain is it reinforces the wrapping of the myelin sheath around our new habit. It reinforces the wrapping of the sheath. It makes it, it makes it fire quicker. And then when we're doing this and the more and more we master our new personality, the more we can quicker and quickly become the person that we want to be and lead the life that we want to leave. And what happens is that myelin sheath will soon be stronger than your old personality. And so sometimes it feels challenging making a change because we have these thick habits. We have mastered this shit for 20 years, right? We have a mastered negativity. We have a mastered um, anxiety. And so that's just what we know. Now, when it comes to deep practice, there's some rules of deep practice that they go about in the book. 
Um, and the rule number one is to chunk it up. And so let's say you want to become someone, um, and you're going to understand this if you just want to create a habit of like playing the guitar, right? But I'm just going to speak bigger here because if we want to become an entrepreneur and we are, um, leaving our nine to five or want to leave our nine to five and we want to become self-employed, well, then we start to dive into all the people that we like are self who are self-employed and we see their habits and like, I don't know about you, but when I started really diving into being an entrepreneur, there were so many habits that I did not embody like a morning practice, um, breathing routines, exercising, um, reading, like gaining knowledge, habits of communication, habits of, of working, habits of, of resting, all of these habits, like even just the, 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 the full day in the day of a successful entrepreneur that you want to be like, their full day is probably filled with things that you don't do right now. And so looking at it, it can be, it can be like really overwhelming and we can think like, man, it's just going to take me fucking forever to get to this place. I don't even know if I can do it. I don't even know where to start. And so if we take that song, so, um, talking about like keyboard, I look at the full song and we're going to think about the full song as this full day or this full habit that you want to embody, right? This full personality that you want to embody. Let's say you want to do a full 180 and you want to go from anxious and depressed to abundant and happy and joyful, right? That's, that's a little bit big shift and it's not because what we can do is we can chunk it up. And so you take the one first 10, 15, 30 seconds of the song and perfect it. You take the first 10 minutes of your day and perfect it. And you don't worry about anything else. You take the first three words of a conversation and perfect them without worrying about anything else. And then since you're only focused on perfecting the one thing, that just takes the weight off. And then you can have a 10 minute morning routine in a month before you know it, it's going to be embodied and you're going to start to enjoy it. And you're going to see what you like and don't like, you're going to see the changes. And then after you've perfected the first 10 minutes of the song or the first, um, 10 minutes of your day or the first step in something that you want to do, then you move on to the next piece. Then you move on to the next ritual that somebody does in their day or the next verse of the song or the next, um, what is the, what am I trying to say right now? There's a word that's coming to mind, um, or the next action, right? And then you just, you, you keep it chunked. It, it makes it feel a lot less intimidating. And this is something that I have my clients do all the time is they'll come to me and they'll be so excited and they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to exercise for 20 minutes, three times a week. And I'm going to read for 20 minutes a day. And I'm going to meditate for five minutes a day. And all of these things, they just want to like jam it in. And what I see and what I've seen in myself and my clients and the people that I interview and the things that I watch and all these podcasts and everything is that when we shove too much on, too much change on, our body, like science here, okay? I don't have to get into it. Maybe I'll do another episode. And I might have spoken about it before, but our body freaks out 
because it is doing things that it is not used to doing. It is not familiar. The emotions are not familiar and it freaks out. And then a week or two weeks or maybe a day later, you're just like, nope, nope, it's too hard. And so what I have them do and what seems to be working, um, my client right now, I actually just, she wanted to like pack on this 45 minute morning routine. And I gave her a six minute morning routine. And it's like six minutes, how can you not? How can you, how can, how can you not do six minutes if you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, six minutes is no big deal. It's safer to the body. It's safer to our mind. It's safer to who we feel we are. And so I give her a certain, um, heart brain coherence exercise and I give her a certain physical exercise for her body. And then from that, we're going to add on little by little. And the cool part is the cool, the best part about it is that she's going to learn quicker because we're chunking it up. Okay, that's step number one to deep practice. Step number two is to slow it down. So this is another example in music. Um, We can play the melody slower to get the muscle memory in our fingers and then speed it up. And it's a lot easier to speed it up and we make less mistakes than if we just try to play it two tone or two melody. (laughs) I might have my music terms mixed up. Um, so slowing it down really helps. And if this is an emotional thing, like a meditation practice or a yoga practice or reading anything like this, um, if this is something that we do as a personality trait, we can slow it down. So instead of, uh, I'll use like breath work as an example. Breathwork is a beautiful practice if we want to get in our bodies, if we want to choose our emotions, if we want to choose our state of being. Breathwork is, is fabulous for clearing. It's just fucking fabulous. Um, and when someone is new to breathwork, breathing, right? If you don't know the term, it's just different ways to breathe to bring yourselves to a desired state. When someone is new to... So when I do breathwork now, I can very easily get into a state of calmness. I can very easily feel where the breath is going in my body, into my belly, up into my chest. I I understand it's embodied, right? And I'm still mastering it. I'm still practicing every day. But as compared to somebody who's never done it before, it's going to look like I'm a fucking genius. And so when somebody is working to bring in a habit of, of breathing and breath work into their life, starting slow, connecting, to where they're breathing in their body without feeling like they need to look like someone else and do it like someone else, just starting real slow and perfecting the slowness, perfecting in the slow, in the slowness, they'll be able to speed it up. And so step number one is chunk it up. Step number two is slow it down. Step number three is repeat. And so we want to just keep repeating. We just keep repeating. And I don't mean we're going to sit and do the thing for, for six hours, right? But we want to, if we screw it up, repeat. We want to execute, right? We want to do it. We want to keep doing it. And so that's just pretty self-explanatory. And that repetition, remember that that repetition is what wraps the myelin sheath around our neurons to create a quicker signal process to create it into subconscious even quicker and release those other neural nets 
um, that are attached to, to habits and masteries that you don't want, even attitudes that you don't want, right? A neural net is nothing but just like a net of neurons. Um, and it's just, it's very connected to a lot of different experiences. So if you have like a neural net of around anxiety, um, your anxiety could be connected to the dumbest shit, like the mailman coming, or you can wake up in the morning and be on the, like be on the wrong side of yourself, like be laying in a certain way. And that can trigger anxiety, like the weirdest crap. I swear if you get it, if you get into it, it's just amazing. But these neural nets will be dissipated the more that we do the deep practice and the more that we execute and the more that we repeat. Repetition is the thing. So step number four is one has grown to be one of my favorites. And it's grown to be one of the favorites of a lot of my high level friends is that we get to practice at the edge of our capabilities at the edge, not like over, not like over the mountain, just at the edge. What's just like a little bit comfortable, uncomfortable. And so I use the example a lot of like in parking lots. I do, I am committed to, to moving my body. Even if that doesn't mean if I can't like exercise that day, I'm committed to, to moving my body intentionally and taking any chance that I get. Do I follow through on that every time? No. Am I mastering it? Yes. And I'm getting better and better and better at it. And I can, I, I notice the difference in my personality, right? That's the person that I wish to embody. And so when I'm in parking lots, I can like go park really close to the door, but just to push my boundary a little bit and to push my comfort level a little bit to become this woman that I say that I want to become, I park really fucking far. And it takes me like 15 extra seconds to just walk to where I would have parked before. Even in the drizzle. <laughs> okay, so I got a joke for you guys. Why does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella? You're going to think I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the nerdiest. I'm the nerdiest girl you know. Snoop Dogg uses an umbrella for drizzle. Anyways, um, even in the drizzle, in that like heavy, heavy downpour rain where I'm just, everything's going to be soaked. I'm going to park as close as I can. Um, but in the drizzle, light rain, I'm going to park a little bit further. And then I notice that I do it and it's like not so bad. And then I can do it more and more. And then now I'm at the point where I'm like parking from far and my friends are like, God, what the hell are you doing? Why are you parking this far? There's a, there's a space way up there. We could be there quicker. Really though, pro hack, it's not that much quicker. Um, so practicing at the edge of our capabilities, if it's practicing in our communication, sometimes it feels really uncomfortable to apologize, but you can, and you know that you can, and before you know it, you won't just be apologizing, but you won't have to apologize because you're going to be speaking responsibly and respectfully and listening awesomely. I don't know another adjective I can throw in there. So those are like the rules of deep practice. Now the overarching theme that I really want to hone in on of you being a master in your personality is that when you see yourself fucking it up, when you see a mistake, stop and correct that mistake in the moment. 
that is embodiment, right? You are taking the actions in your body and understand that thoughts and your emotional experience is even in your body. It's happening in your body. That's a, thoughts are physical things, right? They shoot. They, they, they shoot through the neuron. Thoughts create, I should say, thoughts create physical things. We don't actually know what thoughts are. But every time I have a thought or you have a thought or anybody has a thought, it creates a physical thing. Any emotion creates a protein. And so remember to stop and repeat. And that will embody. And the more that we can choose to embody and take the action as the person we want to be, the more that we will become that person subconsciously. And then before you know it, you're going to be whistling, walking down the road, singing your favorite song, realizing that you've been in gratitude for 30 minutes. It's a great experience. Incredible. And so I invite you guys to really think where you are not acting as the person you want to be. Whether it's in your business, whether it's in your relationship, whether you want to learn guitar, right? You've been putting it off because you think you're no good. Um, something that I've noticed back to what I was talking about when I was teaching other people to play songs that I could play on the keyboard and they would get frustrated and I'd have them restart. I'd be like, no, no, let's start over. And they would get really flustered and like not want to start anymore. Remember that the mistakes are here to show you where you can improve. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're wrong, right? You're not an idiot because you messed up the part of the song. You just get to keep practicing and you get to learn and you get to be better. Like how fucking amazing is it that you get to be better at the person you want to be? That It's beautiful. That is abundance, right? We can see the breakdown and that leads to a breakthrough of our improvement. And so really take this on. And I would love to challenge you into pushing yourself to the edge of your capability. Just past the edge. Like just a little bit past the edge. Do that for a week. Do that, fuck. Do that for one day. And let me know how it goes. In one area. One day, that's all I'm asking, 24 hours and most of the, the 24 hours. So you're what would you have like 16 waking hours if you sleep for eight hours? 16 hours of pushing a tiny, tiny bit past what you actually want to do to become the person you want to become. And tell me how amazing it is and tell me how possible it is to do that every single day. And you'll see how easy it becomes when we actually change our relationship to that discomfort and the challenge of becoming somebody new and we relate to it in the way of expansion. It's like the greatest thing ever. I, I'm at this point now to most of the time, I wouldn't say I, I if you know me, you don't, you know, I'm, I'm not keen on absolutes. They slip out sometimes, but most of the times, if I'm going through a, like an emotional breakdown, right? We're getting serious here. If I'm like crying over something for a really long time, feeling depressed about something, yes, it still happens. We are all human. If I am feeling a low level emotion, I guess we could call it, um, I, there's this little tiny piece of me that becomes really excited to see what's on the other side of the breakdown. Because more times than not, a breakdown will lead to a breakthrough if we allow it, if we allow to learn the lesson, 
if we're playing the keyboard and something sounds wacky, we can then, that's a breakdown, something fucked up, right? It doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. Your body kind of contracts. You're like, no, no, that's not it. That's a breakdown, right? And that can be like mirrored in bigger things in our life. You have a fight with your partner, you lose a job, you um, gain weight, right? You're unhealthy, you have a relapse, like whatever these things are, that's just a breakdown in this little piece of the song. It feels icky in your body, you feel like you want to contract, sometimes you want to cry for days. And if you, if you allow that to happen and you don't make it wrong and you don't make yourself stupid and you don't feel like an idiot to the point of not wanting to start again, right? Because you're not going to be help if in that moment an, an, an emotion of shit, I'm a fucking idiot comes up. That's okay. But we don't want to let it get to the point of us not taking action later because we have that breakdown. The song sounds weird. We hit the wrong note. And then you're like, oh, and then you go back to the YouTube and you're like, shit, this is all I needed to do is just put my finger one thing over. And then it sounds beautiful. Shit, this is all I needed to do is actually listen to my partner and express what I'm feeling rather than assuming that I think that I know what he's thinking. Right? Oh, shit. All I needed to do was wake up 10 minutes earlier. Oh, shit. All I needed to do was focus on the abundance in my life. Like, it's so simple, and it doesn't have to be this this grueling, grudging fucking thing to change who you want to be. Yes, it's going to be challenging, but challenging challenges can be exciting. Like, I always think of Tomb Raider, or I, I play video games here and there, and I think of like a video game side quest. You know what I mean? You got to figure out this puzzle. Where does it go? Ooh, does this fit over here? Oh shit, I thought that that was going to work. And then you finally get it and you get the treasure. Like that's life, man. That is that is how we can look at life. That is how you can look at life and the changes that you want to make. And I, I'm here to remind you that you can be self-expressed in whatever way you want to be self-expressed that feels the most aligned with your soul. And from what I hear from the feedback of the people that I work with is people don't want to be depressed or anxious. People don't want to have problems in communication. People want to have healthy relationships. They want to feel healthy. They want to have energy. They want to feel and see abundance in their life. They want to feel and be creative, right? All of these, these similar things, they want to step into their personal power. They want to speak their mind. They want to make impact. They don't want to be scared, and sit on the couch thinking about who they want to be. They want to be them. And so because that can feel challenging, you'll hear me say this over and over and over again. Because the person, so imagine the person you want to be. I'm just going to stop for a second. Slow down. I want you to imagine this next level of yourself. I want you to imagine yourself stepping in your personal power, being self-expressed, being connected to your mind and your body. That person that you want to be, that you're imagining right now, yes, that might feel challenging to get there at some times. And... Doesn't it feel challenging not being there? Isn't, as, isn't it just as fucking challenging watching yourself eat the third full bag of plantain chips feeling bloated? Isn't it just 
as challenging as seeing yourself in another argument that gets fucking nowhere. Isn't it just as challenging feeling like you are not becoming the person that you want to be? And this deep practice, I recommend the book. It's called The Talent Code. Um, There's a lot of like anecdotes, like little stories, which I'm not a super big fan of. And it really, like this book made an impression on me. And it was very um, entertaining in the science and it was awesome. I recommend The Talent Code on Audible or in a book. I recommend The Biology of Belief, if you like the science of things by Bruce Lipton. That was an awesome audiobook. I recommend um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. That is an awesome... So that one I actually listened to an audiobook and I didn't even finish it because it... I think that he uses a lot of pictures in the book and I'm actually going to get the book. And what I've learned from that book so far was astonishing. <laughs> astonishing and, and science-based. And so... And I use the science-based because what this is showing to us is that whatever we want is possible... Whoever we want to be is completely possible and it doesn't give two shits about who we used to be. Our future doesn't give two fucking shits about who you used to be. Your future is based on who you are being right now. And the awesome thing about having a future and being in time in this human life is that we get to choose. We get to create it. We get to create our lives. And the cool part about it is that when I change my reality, I'm still in the same room. I'm still looking out of the same window. I'm still in the same body. I'm still talking to you guys. But my full emotional experience is different. And because my full emotional experience of my reality is different, I am going to attract and see different opportunities that I didn't see before. Because I know that, 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 that magic is possible, scientifically. You following me? So please do this. I challenge you to do this for one day. If you find yourself making a mistake and being the person you want to be, change it in the moment. Slow down. Chunk it up. And practice at the edge of your capabilities. Just over the edge. This is like so deep on the message that I am bringing and that I am here to bring. And that I want people, I want to just like scream it in people's faces. I literally want to scream it in people's faces and to flick their forehead and be like, come on. Like quit complaining about the actions that you're taking and change it. It's uncomfortable either way. But now I can have more fun of a time in the discomfort because I understand that I can learn from it. Which is like the base lesson is that there's purpose in everything that happens and that we can learn. We can look back. Sometimes we can't go to a YouTube channel and find out what note we press wrong, but a lot of times we can. YouTube and books and people's experiences, there is so much evidence if you are an evidence-based person. There is so much evidence that you could do whatever the hell you want to do. So just go find it. Paste it up on the walls. Paste it up on the walls. What I mean, an 85-year-old woman. Um, Put it up on the walls. Put it on your phone. Put it on the background or or your computer. Watch informative, motivational, 
videos every morning, every day, every night before you go to bed. I don't give a shit, but do it. Intake. Ignorance is a choice nowadays. We don't have to not know pretty much anything if we want to be or attain something. There is so much information now. It is practically the age of information, which I heard Joe Dispenza say just today. And so ignorance is a choice. If you do not like something about your life, figure out how to change it because you can. Okay, I'm done now. Do the challenge. Tag me on Instagram if you love this. Send it to a friend if somebody needs to hear it because I feel like there's so much emotion coming out that a lot of people probably could use this. Um, I love you guys. I have an awesome podcast coming out with, I interviewed a girl, uh, one of my friends named Taj and she, um, she's very, we talk a lot about the rising of the feminine. Um, but it's a lot about abundance and it's a lot about just like opening, opening to the possibility that you can change your life quickly. She went from, I think it was $1,300 a month to 22 K in three months. Um, and I saw her do this. Like I was coaching in the program that she was in when this was happening. And so it was amazing. And so uh, keep a lookout for that. And I will just see you guys. Oh, happy new moon. Um, it's actually tonight. And this may be out today or tomorrow, but I hope your new moon is great. And you take the time to really just, if you're not into the moon thing, just take the time to journal on what you want to embody and what you want to take into your deep practice in this next month. Um, yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Goldmine Podcast. I ask that you share this out with anyone who might get value from this episode. And if you're looking for ways to support, please subscribe and review. And if you are not on the social media game yet, get on it. I am the only Shauna Sudik on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle is Shauna.Kathleen. And I can't wait until next time.